Why, hello there. Come on in. Welcome to Here's Hoping, my imaginary coffee shop, where good conversation is always on the menu. I'm your host and barista, Catherine Gabriel-Jones. What has been so regular in, at least, my life is different now. The pandemic has changed things. Events of the last seven years have changed things in the world. In the midst of this change, I sometimes have found it challenging to help others along the way when I myself feel terribly confused about the world, language, where I stand, who I am, how I can support those I love. Pick an aspect of life, and it can be challenging. I sat down with Sage, and we shared a conversation that, oh, held such amazingly nourishing nuggets of wisdom. Generally, when I talk with a guest, I will have sent them a list of questions, and we talk about those questions, a little bit like a ball that we roll back and forth in our engaged play. Sometimes a question appears during our conversation that I pose to my guest. Often that question grows out of the conversation that we have shared together, and sometimes it takes my guest off guard. I'm grateful to Sage for sharing his time and his wisdom, and I am especially grateful that he engaged this particular question with so much nobility and so much wisdom. I have enjoyed this golden nugget so many times, and I share it with you today. Here's hoping. Hashtag 2020, staring at you, chaos, <laughs> seemed to have turned everything upside down. Yeah. And, and when it's turned everything upside down, there's an opportunity for us to take advantage of the um, unmoored nature right. of this chaos. And I am a very big believer, if I aspire to live a life founded on equality, then that means that I have to recognize the weight that people carry. Okay, so that's like my clumsy way of getting to the actual question itself. Um, you're a man. Yes. You are a male human being. Correct. And, and in this world where everything seems fraught, how can I as a person engage supportive relationship with men who wish to live aspirational lives and who acknowledge 
that human beings can sometimes suck and be terrible, but want to live towards hope and nobility. Basically, how do I support the men in my lives, in my life, so that they can live fully for their most aspirational self? Oh, wow. That's a hell of a question, Kate. <laughs> no, that's that's good. It's a good question. Um, and I wish I had a even the semblance of an answer for you off the bat, but that one's going to take a minute. Um, well, then let me, let me add a tag <laughs> a tagline a tagline. But what do you think about this question as a whole? Is, is this question a new question, or do you think that this question has been raised in our society? trying to wrap my head around it still a little bit um so just uh just restating it again the the question is how do i support the men in my life becoming or working toward their most aspirational selves yeah (laughs) well the first thing that comes to mind is that in the to put it mildly, rather patriarchal society that we live in, what a lot of men tend to be working toward is flawed. Mm. And on one hand, I support people having aspirations and goals to work toward, but I think a lot of men need to question their assumptions about you know what's good and right to be as a man in our society and i'm thinking specifically you know the u.s where we live because i can't speak for other countries other regions of the world but yeah i mean i i know the question is about what can you do to support men but i think men have to do a lot of work first of interrogating their views of what it is to be a man what it is to exist as a man Mm-hmm. And to accept that for a really long time they've had a, a a leg up on pretty much everyone else in society just by virtue of being a man. And I think if I was going to say what can you do to support men who do aspire to become better and to interrogate what it means to be a man and how they can maybe level the playing field, it's to... To help reveal the ways that the patriarchy has harmed men, that it's made men to clam up and become stoic or to close off their emotions or the ways that they've been duped into thinking, oh, well, I don't have to do any of the work in a relationship or, oh, I don't have to, this work is not mine to do because that's women's work Mm -hmm. and to try to reveal the ways that they've been um oh there's a word I'm looking for here Uh, nope it's gone I had it (laughs) but it's gone the, the wind will blow it around. It'll yeah. be like the leaves. Um, I, I know that that may not even have been close to the question that you were asking, but I. <laughs> oh, that's 
That's actually perfect. That's actually perfect. Because there is a distinction between the man, the individual, and the patriarchy. Mm. I really loved what you said of supporting the interrogation. Because it's easy to hear the word interrogate as a negative attack. Mm -hmm. When it's really not. Yeah, it definitely has some connotations these days, but... Um, investigate would probably be a a better one. But one of the things that I just realized as I've been thinking about my answer is that uh, something I want to make clear is since this originally was about, you know, what can, what can you do in the circumstance? Mm -hmm. I want to make it clear that my answer isn't like, Oh, you should educate, the people in your life about like what it's their responsibility to do. And like, that's on you. It's, it's theirs ultimately to become better and figure out what they can do to improve themselves. And like a nudge in the right direction is one thing, but being you know drawn into converse, long conversations that you'd rather not sit through about, um, <laughs> you know, well, this is the way that you are, uh, playing into all of the patriarchal assumptions of society. Like, that's that's not what that's about. But just saying, hey, maybe you should take a closer look at this is, is something yeah. else. Yeah. What takes you off guard? Think about the last, oh, 10 years in the world. Aspects of the world that have divided us. Elements that have driven us apart. Questions that leave us, me, stumped. About basic fundamental things. Now, I find myself wanting to dance around the real core of the question that I asked, which is how do I, as a female presenting person, help and support men who wish to live aspirationally and wish to support and engage in justice and equality and equity and seek to face the challenges? And yet, even as I'm dancing around that topic, I find myself asking the exact same question as a white woman, as a cis woman. Recently, my spouse and I were at a coffee shop, and we commented that we were coming up on a big anniversary. And the barista had said, wow, That's a really long time. And I thought to myself, yes, and I have never been afraid to kiss my husband in public. I have never been afraid to hold his hand in public. I have never felt targeted because of 
how we appear. And that is a privilege. And I realized that that compassionate interrogation, which happened in less than a minute, has occurred because of the golden nugget that Sage so graciously shared during my conversation. It took me off guard. That sudden realization of the privilege that I had experienced. And in that moment, I didn't feel ashamed. I didn't feel anything negative. I felt grateful for the awareness that my compassionate interrogation had allowed. The word interrogation sometimes get a, gets a really bad rap because it's used in really bad ways sometimes. So Sage, wishing to include this more compassionate term, using the word investigate, recognizing that it is not the responsibility of those who experience harm in the world to educate others. It is my job as a cis white woman to take the responsibility of learning. What does it mean for an interracial couple to walk through the world feeling fear? What does it mean for my non-binary transgender child to feel frightened for their safety? What is that experience? How can I learn? How can I turn this interrogation that society tries to push on us as this negative into this exploration of this remarkable world, of these experiences which may push us beyond our comfort zone, but introduce us to aspects of this universe that are gorgeous and remarkable and can enrich our lives in ways we never imagined possible. Wow. Compassionate interrogation and aspirational investigation. Thank you, Sage. And thank you for joining me today at my imaginary coffee shop. I'm so grateful that you shared your part. I'm so grateful that you have shared part of your day with me. Whether this is your first visit or you're a regular, please consider sharing this episode with a friend so other people can find their way to Here's Hoping and maybe enjoy part of a conversation with Catherine. If you're interested in having a conversation with me in my imaginary coffee shop, you can send me an email at hereshopingpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Music for Here's Hoping has been composed and produced by Reverend Dr. Seth Jones, Minister of Extraordinary Spiritual Experiences. Original artwork for Here's Hoping has been created by Ty Sorex, with additional graphics created with Canva. 
the quote I'm sharing today is from a person who... Boy, the Wikipedia page on him is really long. His name is John Kenneth Galbraith. Hopefully, I've pronounced his name correctly. I'll include links in the show notes. And this quote seems to be so perfect. So listening to it in the context of Sage's Pearl of Wisdom, this golden nugget, just seems to open up new windows in my mind. Here's the quote. The conventional view serves to protect us from the painful job of thinking. Wow. (laughs) I'll end with my hope for you. No matter where your road takes you, may you be surprised by joy and enjoy a pleasant surprise along the paths you walk. Until next time, take care of yourself. Bye-bye.